Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the CEO of MyPillow. Cancel culture has not only affected myself and MyPillow, but millions of you out there. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you for all of your support. At MyPillow, we not only have pillows, but we have hundreds of products, including my new slippers, bathrobes, sleepwear, and my new beds. We're offering the best gifts ever for the best prices ever. For example, we have this exclusive offer on the standard size My Pillows, regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with your promo code. We also have the queen size My Pillows, regularly $79.98, now only $24.98 with your promo code. And we have the king size, regularly $89.98, now only $29.98 with your promo code. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code RENEGADE or call 800-889-6817 to receive this exclusive offer. All right, we got a lot of information to cover today and some great guests. I want to just get something out of the way kind of where we left off yesterday, actually, but I just wanted to make sure that you saw this so you know what we were talking about. There's no need to go into the backdrop of January 6th and, and everything else that has followed. I think that it's, it's, it's pretty obvious, the details there. But what's incredible is this video of Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan leading Democrats into the Michigan State Capitol building to storm the building, shut down government proceedings, including getting violent against journalists, getting violent against police. And it was Whitmer herself that let the protesters into the Capitol building, and she brags about it. So it just kind of puts everything into the perspective of one set of rules for them, another set of rules for us. So here's Gretchen Whitmer bragging about leading the storming of the Michigan State Capitol, encouraging people to do it on the ground. They took over the building. They stopped government proceedings. She bragged about how she did all of it. She opened up her office window to let them infiltrate the building. No calls for Whitmer's arrest. No calls of her being a terrorist or any of the people out there being a terrorist. And you know what? They're not. They had a fevered protest that day. It's part of what America's all about. But oh my gosh, for 2021 standards, let's look at the terrorist leader, Gretchen Whitmer. So when the governor locked the public out during their attack on collective bargaining, I threw open the doors of the Capitol and I led the resistance from my office. And so now the crowd is chanting, let us in, let us in.
of the pro-union crowds raided a tent full of right-to-work supporters, and apparently one person was injured as they did so. Some of those protesters tried to get into the Senate. That caused state police to shut the building down. We're going to continue to fight. This fight is not over. So there you go. Setting the standard, Gretchen Whitmer. And, and so look, aside from the perspective of the lies of January 6th, let's, let's boil it down like this. If Democrats had a thousand protests, at least 900 of them would have gotten violent. And these are, these are, this is, I mean, these are obviously, you can, I don't know what the exact numbers are, but you can go look at all the Democrat protests slash riots that we saw from last year. If Republicans had a thousand protests, one got violent. So if each side gets a thousand protests, 900, you'd have 90% of Democrat protests get violence, 1% of Republican or conservative protests get violence. But oh, what about that 1%? What happens when that happens? Ladies and gentlemen, it is Tuesday, January 11th, 2022. This is the InfoWars War Room brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. Owen Schroyer here with you for the next three hours. And I'm going to be joined by Dan Lyman and also Christy Lee in studio, who just had another great interview with Dr. Robert Malone. And boy, oh boy. Where to begin today? You know, I want to just address something real quick so that people can have a better understanding out there because you're part of this operation too. You've been supporting us for decades. And you may have heard the Alex Jones show today and he says he he may take some time off or start to ratchet things down. I, I don't really know what the case is going to be with that. You'll just have to tune in tomorrow to find out. But the paradigm that we've entered now is we're at the end of the game. The clock's the clock's about to hit triple zeros. And I mean, there's, there's just, there's not much more for the globalist left to do. I mean, this, this is their big shot. This is the attempt at the global conquering. This is the medical fascistic world government tyranny. And yeah, they plan on more, obviously, with the climate change tyranny and and make you eat bugs and stop you from driving your car and everything like that. And maybe they'll stage an alien invasion or, you know, so, so it's not that there's not other things in the future. It's just we're now in the end game plan. We're now in the rollout of the new world order. We're now in the rollout of the global government being introduced 
and, and you're starting to get the taste and you're starting to get the flavor. So it's no longer a matter of, do you want to believe what InfoWars is reporting or not? I mean, we've, we've never been more vindicated before. So that, that, that matter is, is, is out of hand. Now it's a matter of, okay, you're here now. We're here now. What are we going to do? And it's not really a question for the audience. You've, you, you've made the decision. You've been aware of what's going on for a while. It's really a question of our leaders. It's really a question of politicians. It's really a question of other members of the media. It's a question to American athletes. It's a question to everybody else out there. You're here now. There's no more pointing and laughing and making goofy faces at InfoWars or Alex Jones. You can still do that if you want. It's, it's inconsequential. It's just now we're just totally verified, totally vindicated, totally validated. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Now, here's what I got coming up in the news. I got a bunch of video clips. We're going to go to some video clips. Ted Cruz calling out the FBI today. Pretty much Ted Cruz got the FBI to admit that they were involved in January 6th. At, at the very least, that they were involved. Ted Cruz gets the FBI to admit that today. And then you had Anthony Fauci and Rochelle Walensky, about three or four hours of Senate testimony today as witnesses. And they got grilled pretty hard, I would say. Tommy Tuberville, Rand Paul, couple other Republicans. Of course, the Democrats are right there running protection for Fauci, praising him, telling him how great he is, praising Rochelle Walensky with her two face masks. Only two today, Rochelle? Why not three? Why stop at two? Why not go for the four job? Well, she stopped at two today for the political theater. So I got to tell you, though, it's really just amazing because I just, I'm stunned that as a country, as a civilization, as the human race on this planet, that we're still going to continue to go along with all of these rules and guidelines that have been put into place in the name of just total disinformation and deception and outright lies. And that's on top of the fact that this virus was created in a lab with the involvement of our very own U.S. government. So it's really odd to me that we're still playing games here when now the CDC admits that 75% of the COVID numbers aren't COVID. And you have the Pfizer CEO admitting that the COVID vaccine doesn't even work, doesn't even work, doesn't matter how many boosters you get, said it doesn't even work. So it's like, what are we still doing here? Why, Why am I still getting this messaging that I need to take a vaccine? I need to wear a mask. I need to be afraid of COVID. We've got new data out today. Uh, Stanford releases a study. Survival rates of COVID, 99.9%. We already knew that, but okay, another study out. So it's like, what are we doing here? Why are we still playing these games? And it's somehow that the human consciousness as a whole just doesn't want to deal with the problems that that we have in front of us. So accepting that we were lied to, accepting that the virus was made out of a lab, 
is then accepting that someone bears responsibility, which is then accepting that someone did this consciously. This was a decision. Uh-oh, now you're getting into big boy talk. Now you're getting into the real world. Mm, I guess we're just not ready for that, are we? We're not ready to wonder why biological weapons would be made in labs. We're not ready to look into why they would release it intentionally. We're not ready to discuss why there's an attempt to make a global government. We're not discussing why. We don't want to get to it. It's too ugly. It's too nasty. And admitting all of this would mean that we have to take action. And we're just not interested in that. We don't want to. We want to sit at home and watch Netflix and just just watch the world burn. It's so much easier than dealing with the criminal scum like Anthony Fauci. That would require effort. That would require caring. Why would I want to do that? But it's not going to be up to us. It's not going to be up to this audience. We've already made our decision. We've already had to put our, our blood, sweat, and tears into this. So now it's... It's it's the battle for that 40%, I would say. If it's 30% of the country that knows what's going on, 30% of the country that's totally brainwashed, and then the 40% in the middle, they're going to be the ones that are going to have to make up their minds and decide how they handle this information and if they even care enough to do anything about it. So we've got clips. We'll play the clips of Fauci. We'll play some clips from Walensky. We'll play some clips from Ted Cruz. I got other COVID and vaccine news here. We've got some political news as well. We've got some news out of Kazakhstan, which is just, again, I mean, I, I got to tell you, it's it's really odd to be in this position. And believe me, I, I listen to way too much media when it comes to politics, news, current events. and. For you to be tuned in to the InfoWars war room and getting better information about what's going on in Kazakhstan, to me, is just is just ridiculous. I should not be the one with a voice in media that is reporting the most accurate information out of Kazakhstan and Russia and everything. But somehow I am. I, I mean, I don't know how. I've never been to Kazakhstan. I've never been to Russia. I don't. I don't. I don't talk to military personnel there. I don't have a. I don't have a secret military clearance or anything like that. I'm just reading all the stories, putting it all together, have the world view. Nobody else seems to get it. So, just more evidence here. China offers Kazakhstan assistance as president says Afghan militants infiltrated country. So, so what have I been saying for months? The U.S. is no longer a, an international entity. The, the other foreign powers on this planet don't, the, the U.S. is nothing anymore. Biden is nothing. We're a zero. We're a zilch. We're a nada. And I'm okay with that. I don't want to be an interventionist in other countries' affairs. I, I, I'm sick of expansionist policies. I'm sick of spending trillions of dollars in foreign lands that, that don't benefit us at all. But that's not even what it's about. It's about that the U.S. is being brought to irrelevance by Biden. And so we're no longer going to have any influence and so if the Chinese communists want to have influence on us, then they're going to do it. So that's what this is about. It's not about, oh, us getting involved in foreign entanglements and stuff and proxy wars. No, this is about the U.S. is a joke under Biden in the world. Christmas knows 2021 is gone. It's in the rearview mirror. But you can still take advantage of Christmas prices going to the new year at InfoWarsStore.com. On two of our best-selling products, now finally back in stock, we have the number one bestseller of all time, 
X2, the deep earth crystal iodine that is essential for all your body's activities, electrochemical functions of the cells, the mitochondria, your immune system, it is back in stock. X2 is 50% off at InfoWarsTore.com. And right in time for the deepest part of winter, we have winter sun back in stock, the highest quality vitamin D3 for your immune system. And again, your whole body is back in stock, ready to ship to you right now at InfoWarsStore.com. So it's a 360 win. It keeps us on air, and it also makes your life so much healthier and better. So get your supply up to date at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Christmas 2021 is over, but you still got a really great chance to give yourself the gift of free speech and liberty and freedom into the new year, while at the same time making yourself healthier, wealthier, and wiser by boosting your immune system. Two of our top selling products that have been sold out for a long time are now back in stock. Winter Sun, the highest quality vitamin D3, taken under the tongue for higher absorption, is back in stock. Despite the fact it's been sold out for months, it is 50% off. And then our number one bestseller of all time, Survival Shield X2, Deep Earth Crystal Iodine, the game changer, the missing link, not just for immune system, but all electrochemical activity in the body, it's back in stock, 50% off. So that's the New Year's special, and that's Christmas comes early in 2022, ladies and gentlemen. Give yourself the gift of health and clarity and focus with X2 and Winter Sun at InfoWarsStore.com, 50% off for a limited time. Thanks for keeping us on the air. Infowars.com forward slash show. All right, Joe Biden is setting a personal record. He's been speaking for more than five minutes straight. He's in Atlanta lying about voter integrity. Let's go quickly live to Chairman Joe Biden. To subvert our elections. Here in Georgia, for years, you've done the hard work of democracy, registering voters, educating voters, getting voters to the polls. You've built a broad coalition of voters, black, white, Latino, Asian American. Only if they vote for Biden, though. Urban, rural. Are they black? Working class and middle class. And it's worked. Why is he yelling? changed the state. By bringing more people legally to the polls. Oh, legally? Like in New York City where, where non-citizens That's vote? That's how you won the historic elections of Senator Raphael Warnock and Senator John Ossoff. Oh, remember that deal? Remember how, oh, geez, how they stole that you deal? You did it. You did it the right way. <laughs> the democratic way. And what's been the reaction of Republicans in Georgia? Choose the wrong way. The undemocratic way. To them... Too many people voting in a democracy is a problem. <clears throat> so they're putting up obstacles. Okay. For example, voting by right. mail is a safe and convenient way to get more people to vote. Okay, then let me vaccinate by, by, so by mail, too. it's harder for you to right. vote by mail. That's enough. Yeah, nobody should be voting by mail. That's, that's ridiculous. That's not even the point. They just don't want photo ID and they want to be able to vote for two weeks and they want non-citizens to be able to vote because here's the Democrat strategy going forward. And I mean, Joe Biden basically just admitted it. They want to be able to bus people to polling locations for two weeks. 
Because you can only bus so many people to a polling location to vote in one day. I mean, how many bus loads can you get to a polling location in one day versus two weeks? So that's really what this is about, is they want to be able to bus bus loads of people to vote Democrat to the polls. And they want to focus on areas like Atlanta that vote Democrat. That's why they make all these efforts in these strong Democrat areas. That's why Zuckerbuck's put the billions of dollars in Democrat areas to get out the vote. They want all the Democrat votes they can get. They don't want rural votes. They don't want votes from central, uh, you know, Missouri or anything like that. They want the big cities where people live off government assistance and believe all the lies of the mainstream media. And they want to be able to, for two weeks straight, bus loads of people to the polls. And they don't want any voter ID laws because then it's harder to cheat. They want non-citizens to be able to vote so that they can have voter blocks with illegal immigration. That's what you're seeing in New York City. And so it's just, it's just ridiculous that I even have to respond to the ridiculous lies that, that come out of Biden's mouth and the Democrat mouth. But, uh, I, you know, they're trying to cheat their way to another election victory here. And, uh, you know, so, hey, I, it's, just, it's just the same frustration as um, whenever someone's whenever somebody is ready to take this seriously and wants to save this country the opportunity is there for you it's there for you man until then we'll continue to deal with this democrat corruption but uh you tell me let's flash back since biden's talking about election integrity today let's flash back to election night 2020 with some video clips here from the news coverage And you tell me if you notice any suspicious activity that happened on election night that the media is reporting on here in clip 10. This is the real insurrection. After pausing counting overnight, Butler County had to press pause on counting ballots. Nevada, meanwhile, has stopped counting votes until 9 a.m. on Thursday. A water pipe has broken in State Farm Arena. State Farm Arena is where they were counting the absentee ballots of Georgia's most populous county. And now the tabulation has stopped. It's Allegheny, which is Pittsburgh, but also Beaver, part of our county to county, Hmm. Butler and Westmoreland. They've all stopped counting for the night. They've gone to bed. They begin the process at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. Good morning, Heather. They did have to press pause overnight. They will be back in a few short hours, expected to resume counting around 8.30 this morning. Fulton County is now going to stop counting at 10.30 p.m. and will resume their count at uh, tomorrow morning. They basically stopped counting tonight. They're going to start counting again in a few hours. It's already tomorrow morning, right? The election workers stopped counting those mail-in ballots at 10 o'clock. They will be back again tomorrow at 10 a.m. And Nevada says it stopped counting the votes yesterday, election day, but don't, they don't say why. Why did you stop counting them? Here's where it gets really bizarre. At Fulton County, most populous county, it is Atlanta, they just stopped counting at 10.30 p.m. They stopped counting their absentee ballots. They said they'd pick it up in the morning. But the counting in one of that state's biggest counties has stopped. Mike Armstrong is in Pennsylvania. Mike, we're talking about Allegheny County. That's the area around Pittsburgh. What's happening? So, uh, you know, again, and it's just folks, I don't know. It, it, it's a real weird phenomenon here these days at InfoWars because we're not even reporting stuff that's just not mainstream news or admitted by the people we talk about. I mean, it's just, it's all out there. It's all admitted. You don't, I mean, so... But there you go. So, okay, here's Biden in Georgia today. We're all about voter integrity and, uh, you know, keeping elections fair and balanced. 
The Democrats have contested every election they've lost in the 21st century. Do we need to, do we need to go back in time and, and recall that? They still think Hillary won. Hell, uh, Stacey Abrams it still has not conceded the election she lost, what, six years ago? You know, Gore beat Bush. I mean, it just goes on and on. So, but, but how about that clip? Oh, so you're telling me in the states that got stolen from Trump, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Georgia, and Arizona, they stopped counting. They just stopped counting in the middle of the night. And what was the common thread when they all stopped counting? Trump was ahead. Trump was winning in all of those states. And then magically, they decided to stop counting. Now, what did they say, though? They said, oh, we're going to resume counting the next morning, except that's not true because magically millions of votes for Biden were counted while they weren't counting votes. Hmm. How did that happen? We're not counting votes till tomorrow morning. And then at 2 a.m., 300,000 votes for Biden in Michigan, 200,000 votes for Biden in Wisconsin, 300,000 votes for Biden in Pennsylvania, 300,000 votes for Biden in, in, in Georgia, 150,000 votes for Biden in Arizona. But they weren't counting, they said. So how did the votes get counted? And how are they all for Biden if you weren't counting? You heard it right there again. They lie about a water main break in Georgia. Oh, we got to stop counting water main break. There was no water main break. That was a lie. And then they pulled out thousands of ballots from these trunks of ballots that they had hidden. They thought that the cameras were off. They thought everybody left the facility. Nope, cameras were still running. We have you. We caught you on tape pulling out the ballots and shoving them into the the. the the counting machine while you weren't counting anymore. And then, and then I'm going to sit here and get lectured by the president that is illegitimate about election integrity. I'm just, uh, you know what? Here's what it is, folks. Something has to give, okay? Something has got to give. We cannot live like this anymore and be a functioning civilization. We cannot live in a world of lies. We cannot live in a land of deceit. It, 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 it's just, it's ridiculous. The clown show must end. We need to be a serious country again. We need to be a serious civilization again. Something has got to give. We cannot take this nonsense anymore. I've been fighting as hard as I can for almost 28 years against the globalist. I wanted to stop their agenda. I wanted to wake up the world and stop them dead in their tracks before they went operational. But we failed. Yes, a lot of people are awake. Yes, we're not getting caught flat-footed, but they are going ahead with their full operational deindustrialization great reset. And that's why it's more important than ever that all viewers and all listeners tell everybody they know about the show because people are ready to wake up and ready to hear the truth. So we've got an information warfare the enemy and try to stop their agenda, but we've also got to get personally prepared. And one of the number one things to do is high-quality storable food. We've got the best food ready to ship at very affordable prices at InfoWarsStore.com. So whether it's a month or a six-month or a year supply or specialty diets, it's ready to ship right now. Lock your orders in before food prices go up and before there are long lines and waits. Because believe me, serious times are coming. Get ready at InfoWarsStore.com. Infowars.com forward slash show. This 
This broadcast is not for the weak-minded. It's the War Room with Owen Schroyer. Watch the live stream at band.video. I went to the pharmacy the other day. I got a, a, a booster shot, and uh, I, I should have gotten it in my arm, but I got it in my butt, so I'm a little, I'm a little pain. The milkman, the paper boy, evening TV. Did I get delivered here? Somebody tell me, please. So Imagine trying to film that in San Francisco today. <laughs> that park right there is probably filled with heroin addicts junkying up right now. So I'm not trying to make light of the passing of Bob Saget here. But he died less than a month after getting the booster vaccine. And I think we also, I wanted to play that intro to full house as just kind of a retrospective Do you think a tv show like that would even exist today and do you think that they could even film that opening for the show today i would probably say no on both of those questions i don't think you could film that intro today and i don't think a show like that would exist today not enough gayness uh not enough diversity and uh, men as as good moral leaders, that's strike one, two, and three. You're not allowed to have any of that on TV. No, 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 no. Moral men being good leaders of a family unit? No, 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 no. A cast that's lacking in diversity of skin color? Oh, absolutely not. And not one gay character? Not a single gay? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Rob points out my crew. That's, and fathers in the household at all. Yeah, I mean, if the father's going to be in the household, he has to be a blithering, bumbering, blubbering, fat-ass idiot if he's going to be on a TV show. But so I'm not trying to make light on the issue. It's just more of a retrospective, but we need to move on here. So before I do that, though, ladies and gentlemen, you have three days left to take advantage of the New Year's sales that we have extended at InfoWarsStore.com. Survival Shield X2, still 50% off. Brain Force Ultra, still in stock. Limited supply, 25% off. Vitamin Mineral Fusion, 50% off. 
Alpha Power, 50% off. Lung Cleanse, 40% off. That was such a relief for me. I had uh, some some throat aches last week. Man, oh man, the Lung Cleanse did it. Not really for the throat, but man, it's great for throats too. Uh, but it's for the lungs. Great formula uh, there at InfoWarsStore.com. Pure turmeric liquid extract, 50% off. And, you know, we haven't properly built this up. In fact, I was thinking about maybe sometime um, hopping on Getter, and I'm not going to get into the issues of Getter and censorship today. They'll work themselves out. Getter's a tool that I have. I'm one of the more censored people in the world. And so anything that gives me the availability of a one-click to live access, I'm going to use it is the decision I've made. And there's you know been debates about the censorship there, and those are fair debates, and we'll continue to have them. But I was thinking about maybe firing up a live stream on Gitter and just sitting it down and, and screening COVID Land Part 2, the mask, which is available at InfoWarsStore.com. So it's this phenomenon of... There's just so much news breaking that we forget to hit the brakes and promote what we've already done to address the propaganda, like the COVID land documentary film series, which part two is out now, The Mask, get it exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. Get 10 copies of it. Give it to friends and family. Donate it to the local library. Tell them to put it in the documentary film section. And if they're like, oh, but we love the COVID fear, then tell them, oh, it says how great it is. Yeah, look, this video praises the mask. Put it on the front of your library stack. It says how great the mask is, and then they'll probably do it. And, of course, it's all about the the lies of the mask. It's just insanity. But get your piece of InfoWars history and a great documentary, COVID Land Part 2, The Mask. It comes with two other DVD documentaries free from the InfoWars archive. All right, let's do this now, guys. Let's go to we'll play we'll play parts of this. Or actually, let's do let's go to clip 12. We got time. Guys, this is Ted Cruz uh getting the FBI to admit it would seem to me that Ray Epps was indeed an FBI agent. Here it is. I want to turn to the FBI. <clears throat> How many FBI agents or confidential informants actively participated in the events of January 6th? Sir, I'm sure you can appreciate that I can't go into the specifics of sources and methods. Uh, Did any FBI agents or confidential informants actively participate in the events of January 6th? Yes or no? Sir, I can't, I can't answer that. Did any FBI agents or confidential informants commit crimes of violence on January 6th? I can't answer that, sir. Did any FBI agents any F- or FBI informants actively encourage and incite crimes of violence on January 6th? Sir, I can't answer that. Ms. Sadburn, Ms. who is Ray Epps? I'm aware of the individual, sir. Uh, I don't have the specific background to him. Well... There are a lot of people who are understandably very concerned about Mr. Epps. On the night of January 5th, 2021, Epps wandered around the crowd that had gathered. And there's video out there of him chanting, tomorrow we need to get into the Capitol, into the Capitol. This was strange behavior, so strange that the crowd began chanting, fed, 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 fed. Ms. Sandburn, was Ray Epps a fed? Sir, I cannot answer that question. 
The next day, the next day, on January 6th, Mr. Epps is seen whispering to a person, and five seconds later, five seconds after he's whispering to a person, that same person begins to forcibly tear down the barricades. Did Mr. Epps urge them to tear down the barricades? Sir, similar to the other answers, I cannot answer that. Shortly thereafter, the FBI put out a public post listing, seeking information on individuals connected with violent crimes on January 6th. Among those individuals in the bottom there is Mr. Epps. The FBI publicly asked for information, identifying, offering. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, yeah, and everybody knows they pulled Ray Epps off of that list. Now, a, a couple other riffs here. Adam Kinzinger has come out in defense of the FBI, pretty much admitting that they had field agents there on the scene provocateuring the events. Otherwise, they would have said no to those questions, but they didn't, which means yes. So Adam Kinzinger came out and made a statement saying, no, Ray Epps is innocent. He was just an innocent attendee of a protest that day. Really, Adam Kinzinger? Why have no charges been filed against Mr. Epps then? Plenty of others were just innocently standing around that did far less than Mr. Epps. Where are his charges? Where's his arrest? Why isn't he on the FBI list now? Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious who and what Ray Epps is and isn't. Oh, and by the way, the LGBTQ nation is celebrating today because apparently Ted Cruz's daughter comes out as bisexual, so they're having a big uh, fiesta over that. Christmas 2021 is gone. It's in the rearview mirror. But you can still take advantage of Christmas prices going to the new year at InfoWarsStore.com. On two of our best-selling products, now finally back in stock, we have the number one bestseller of all time, X2, the deep earth crystal iodine that is essential for all your body's activities, electrochemical functions of the cells, the mitochondria, your immune system. It is back in stock. X2 is 50% off at InfoWarsStore.com. And... Right in time for the deepest part of winter, we have Winter Sun back in stock, the highest quality vitamin D3 for your immune system. And again, your whole body is back in stock, ready to ship to you right now at InfoWarsStore.com. So it's a 360 win. It keeps us on air, and it also makes your life so much healthier and better. So get your supply up to date at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Christmas 2021 is over. But you still got a really great chance to give yourself the gift of free speech and liberty and freedom into the new year, while at the same time making yourself healthier, wealthier, and wiser by boosting your immune system. Two of our top-selling products that have been sold out for a long time are now back in stock. Winter Sun, the highest quality vitamin D3, take it under the tongue for higher absorption, is back in stock. Despite the fact it's been sold out for months, it is 50% off. And then our number one bestseller of all time, Survival Shield X2 Deep Earth Crystal Iodine, the game changer, the missing link, not just for immune system, but all electrochemical activity in the body. It's back in stock, 50% off. So that's the New Year's special, and that's Christmas comes early in 2022, ladies and gentlemen. Give yourself the gift of health and clarity and focus with X2 and Winter Sun at InfoWarsStore.com. 50% off for a limited time. Thanks for keeping us on the air. The War Room. Infowars.com forward slash show.
Oh, that's right. Remember when the media and the Democrats were saying that, oh, if Roger Roger Stone or Alex Jones pleads the fifth for January 6th, that means they're guilty. Well, does that same standard apply to the FBI? Somehow I doubt it. By the way, Dan Lyman is going to be joining me here shortly with so much news. It's just my head is spinning from all of it. Let's do this. Let's go to some other clips here from today. Let's start with, this is actually key. Let me go to clip six here and then actually hit this COVID news. I want you to listen to what Rochelle Walensky says at the end of this clip and see if you pick up on how what she just admitted at the end of clip six. I want you to listen closely to what Rochelle Walensky says at the end of clip six and what this really means. Here it is. All of this mixed messages or new messages has led to a meme on social media poking fun at the CDC's advice. Tweets like CDC now recommends eating straight off the floor at Waffle House. The CDC now says it's in fact okay to eat Tide Pods. The CDC says go ahead and get bangs. You know, it's amusing people letting off steams, steam, of course. But is there a larger credibility problem with your agency right now? And how significant is that in the midst of a pandemic? You know, um, we at the CDC are 12,000 people who are working 24-7 following the science with its ever-evolving nature in the midst of a really fast-moving pause it right there. Pause it right there and rewind it. Did you hear what she just said? Ever-evolving science. Ever-evolving science. Ever-evolving science. Okay. Ever evolving. Now let's play it again and then listen to what she says at the end. Following the science with its ever evolving nature in the midst of a really fast moving pandemic. Um, And we are doing so putting our head down to keep America safe. We will continue to update. We will continue to improve how we communicate to the American public. This is fast moving science. All right, Dr. Walensky, thank you. Science. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. All right, get her off the screen. (laughs) Ever evolving. Fast-moving science. What does she mean? What does that mean? I thought the science was the science. I thought the science was decided. Now it's ever-evolving? Now it's fast-moving? And, you know, the press secretary, the liar, Jen Psaki, was, was making statements today saying, well, We just want to make sure that Americans get the proper protection. We just want to make sure Americans are protected. We just want to make sure Americans are safe. I can't even believe I have to explain this. We just want to make sure we're always involved in Americans' lives. We just want to make sure that we're making decisions for Americans. We just want to make sure that Americans are protected. We just want to make sure Americans this. We just want to make sure this. Uh, Guess what? None of that's your job. I'm a free citizen of this country i don't need the government to make decisions for me i don't need the government to protect me and i certainly don't want the government intervening in my life 
And I have to sit here and listen to Fauci and Walensky and Biden and Saki and the rest of these Democrats implying that they have some sort of inherent right to run my life. You don't, you never did, I do not consent, and neither do hundreds of millions of Americans. What is with this hubris? What is with this nature from our politicians now that they just run our lives? Like it's their duty, like it's their job to make sure I get a vaccine, to make sure I get tested from COVID, to make sure I'm I'm behaving safely. Really? Are you making sure people aren't smoking cigarettes? Are you making sure people aren't drinking booze? Are you making sure people aren't watching porn? Are you making sure people aren't having butt sex? No, you're encouraging all of that. But oh, the oh, the loving government, the loving government wants to make sure I'm protected from COVID. I've probably had COVID once, maybe twice, maybe three times. Guess what? Little bed rest and some chicken noodle soup. I didn't even miss work. There was no breakout here at the office because I decided to come in when I was sick either. I asked the crew. They said, no, come in, you lazy bum. So I did. Nobody got sick. We're all fine here. Thank you, government. Thank you, big daddy government. You're not necessary. We don't need you. And maybe that's what all of this is. It's a bunch of worthless sacks of crap who know they're worthless sacks of crap. So they have to they have to intervene themselves, interject themselves into our lives to feel meaningful when we don't need them and we don't want them. Fauci, Walensky, Saki, these people could disappear tomorrow and, and we wouldn't even notice. In fact, the world would be a better place. And I just got to say again, it's so I, I'm just I'm stunned. Because you got to understand something. I mean, I'm only 32 years old. When I got into politics, it was not about right or left for me. It was about truth versus lies. It was about freedom versus tyranny. And it was about me filling a role in the media representing truth and freedom against lies and tyranny. So it was never left or right or Republican or or liberal or, or Democrat or anything like that. But it's reached this weird point now where everything that you would say a conservative, quote-unquote, stands for now, if you're being real with, the, with, with this discussion, is what liberals stood for 10 years ago. And it's just like, it happened like that. Like, what even happened? Liberals used to be against big pharma. Liberals used to be against big government. Liberals used to be pro-free speech. Liberals used to be pro-Second Amendment. Now they're anti-free speech, anti-Second Amendment, pro-big government, pro-big pharma. What, what happened? Like, what, what, what is going on? What is this twilight zone? I just, you know, I just got to say, we're just, this is just a freak show. Here, let's get into this news. Starting Saturday in Washington, D.C., you'll need a vaccine photo ID to enter D.C. businesses. So you don't need a photo ID to vote. You don't even need to be a citizen to vote, but you need to have your vaccine. Who's conquered the planet? Who's really in charge here? Big Pharma. So everything revolves around your obedience and your submission to Big Pharma now, especially if you're in a Democrat-run city. I wouldn't be surprised one bit if you start seeing COVID concentration camps in New York City by the end of the year, maybe California too, maybe even D.C. 
They've already got the vaccine mandates. They've already got the vaccine passports. They've already got the mandatory testing. Will we see, because we already have the documents. Here, I'll get to that. Let me just pour through the rest of this news. Senator Rand Paul rips into serial liar Anthony Fauci. And you can see Fauci squirming like a grub worm the whole time because he knows he's caught. He knows he's, a, he's, he's crimes against humanity, one of the biggest criminals in world history, and he's caught. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. <laughs> oh, man, let me tell you. Let me tell you. When real men and women take control of human destiny again, when real men and women take control of this country again, oh, my gosh. Oh, Nuremberg 2.0, baby. And it's all coming. Fauci knows it. No, you can't hide from the crimes you've committed. You cannot hide from the lies you've told. You lies you've told. You cannot hide from the lives you've destroyed. And you know, I, the only thing that that pains me about that is knowing that we're going to go through hell before we get to that point. That it's going to get so much worse before we finally get to that point where people finally stand up and realize what's been done to them. But we're in the beginning phase of that, ladies and gentlemen. And you could see Anthony Fauci squirming like a, like a rat caught in a trap. Fauci was warned about possible gain-of-function creation of COVID-19 in January. Newly email, new email show. Yep, they knew about it the whole time. But, but he was doing the gain-of-function research. So why would he stop it? New documents reveal early beliefs that COVID-19 was engineered. Uh, and Technofog has shared all of those documents on his substack. Again, Fauci was told, hey, this is deadly. Fauci was told you shouldn't be doing this gain-of-function spillover research. Fauci was told it's going to be deadly. And he just ignored it because he was funding it. Hidden military documents reveal NIH intent to create SARS-CoV-2 using gain-of-function research. Yes, more documents revealed by the... Project Veritas team. And then, of course, CDC website reveals police power will be used to quarantine COVID patients or tests positive for benefits of society. So it doesn't matter that the Harvard study just came out or the Stanford study, 99.9% survivability. It's time to protect your privacy. It's time to come to grips with the fact that even though you don't have anything to hide, criminals... Hackers, corporations, big tech, government are stealing all of your data and creating a map and a database of where you go and what you do. So in the future, under their globalist takeover, they can shut you down. Protecting your privacy, protecting your credit cards, protecting your bank accounts, protecting your photos, protecting everything that's on your phone is paramount. That's why everybody should visit InfoWarsStore.com. We're carrying a huge new line of very compliant Made in America products that have 100% reviews and are simply incredible. It's a 360 win. Protect your privacy and shop at InfoWars to support the overall InfoWar against the globalists. A true 360 win. Get your Faraday cages at InfoWarsStore.com. Check out the new line. It's amazing. Do you really think it's appropriate to use your $420,000 salary to attack scientists that disagree with you? The, the email you're referring to was an email 
of Dr. Collins to me, if you look at the email that you responded to and hurried up and said, I can do it. I can do it. We got something in Wired no, magazine. No, no, no. I think in you usual did. fashion, Senator, you are distorting everything about me. Did you First ever object all, to Dr. Collins's characterization of them as friends? Did you write back to Dr. Collins and say, no, they're not friends. They're esteemed scientists. And it would be beneath I, me I did not do that. Be- you responded to him that you would do it, and you immediately got an article yeah, in Wired, you, and you sent it back to him and said, hey, look, I've got him. I nailed him in Wired of all scientific publications. That's not publications. what went on. You there you go again. That you just do the same thing every hearing. That was your response. And so, this, wasn't, so, this wasn't the only time. So your desire to take you're down people. incorrect. As usual, Senator, you no. are incorrect almost everything you well, said. Well, no, you deny. You deny. Right. But the emails tell the truth of this. No. This wasn't the only time. Your desire to take down those who disagree with you didn't stop with Harvard, Oxford, and Stanford. You conspired with Peter Daszak, who you communicated with privately, and other members of the scientific community that wrote opinion pieces for Nature, Five of them signed a paper for Nature, an opinion piece. Seventeen signed a paper that called it conspiracy theory, the idea that the virus could have originated in the lab. Do you think words like conspiracy theory should be in a scientific paper? Senator, I never used that word when I was referring to it. You're distorting virtually everything. Did you communicate with the five scientists who wrote the opinion piece in Nature? Were they... We're describing, oh, this, there's no way this could that have come from, was from the lab. That was not me. What did I you did, talk with any of those see, scientists but privately? You keep, the, you keep distorting you? the truth. It is, it is stunning talk, how you, you do Did you talk that? to any of the scientists privately yes. who wrote the opinion? You did. Well, what were they telling you privately? Well, let me explain. You know you're going back to that original discussion when I brought together a group of people to look at every possibility with an open mind. So you, not only are you distorting it, you were completely turning it around. As Were most you of the scientists do. that came to you privately, did they come to you privately and say, no way, this came from the lab? Or was their initial impression, Dr. Gary and Dr. others that were involved, was their initial impression actually that it looked very suspicious for a virus you know, that came from a lab? Senator, we are here at a committee to look at a, a virus now that has killed almost 900,000 people. And the purpose of the committee was to try and get things out, how we can help to get the American public. And you keep coming back to personal attacks on me that have absolutely no relevance to reality. Do you think anybody has had more influence over our response to this than you have? Do you think it's a great success? Do you think it's a great success what's happened so far? Do you think lockdowns are good for our kids? Do you think we slowed down the death rate? More people have died now under President Biden than did under President Trump. You are the one responsible. You are the architect. You are the lead architect for the response from the government. And now 800,000 people have died. Right. So you think it's a a winning success, what you've advocated for government? Um, Senator, first of all, if you look at everything that I said, you accuse me of in a monolithic way telling people what they need to do. Everything that I've said has been in support of the CDC guidelines. Wear a mask. Get boosted. And you've advocated to make it coercive take, and take done a look at force, everything and you've advocated that I said. to be done by mandate. Right. You've advocated that your infallible opinion be dictated by law. Right. So, again, Madam Chair, I would like just a couple of minutes because right. this, th- this happens all the time. You personally attack me and with absolutely not a shred of evidence of anything you say. So I would like to make something clear to the committee. 
He's doing this for political reasons. What you need to do is he said in front of this committee. You think your takedown of three was, prominent was epidemiologists was not political? You, you don't want me that to was finish because you know what I'm going to say. Senator, that was the question. Senator, Were you political in taking down this, these three point, prominent epidemiologists? Senator Paul, if you would please, um, I'm going to allow... All right, ladies this, and gentlemen, uh, here's the deal. Dr. We've got more breaking news on this right now. I'm trying to put it all together. Dan Lyman is about to jo- uh, join me too. But, um, folks, we need to pray for Rand Paul. We need to pray for God's hedge of protection over him. And we need to pray that other people stand side by side with Rand Paul to take down this evil, Dr. Evil Anthony Fauci. Dear Lord God, please protect Senator Rand Paul. Please give him your strength and your discernment. And God, please send others to stand with Rand Paul so that we can take down the evildoers against your great creation here on this planet, Lord God. Anthony Fauci cannot win, folks. The New World Order cannot win. It just, it, it, it cannot happen. It will not happen. But man, oh man, we need, we need 30 Rand Pauls. We need 50 Rand Pauls and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Dr. Paul Gosar. And if we actually have a real midterm election, I think we will. I think we will see 50 or 60 Republican members of the Congress that will be even better than Rand Paul, better than Marjorie Taylor Greene, better than Gosar and Jim Jordan and Gates and everybody else. And then, I mean, you think Fauci's, you think Fauci's fretting and, and, and pissing his pants now? Wait till, wait till there's 60 members of Congress looking at him that know exactly what he's done. Now, I don't want to belabor that point. Dan Lyman is on with me now, but apparently I, I can't even keep up with it now, folks. Between Project Veritas, the military, uh, other emails, now the GOP Oversight Committee. I mean, we've got Anthony Fauci caught red-handed. I mean, hell, his own admissions with Peter Dosick bragging about the research, his signature on the documents, him saying he collaborated with Chinese communists. I mean, we have Anthony Fauci caught red-handed, at the very least involved with the creation of COVID-19 from like 20 different angles. I mean, this would be like a prosecutor's wet dream to have a case this easy. So, I mean, we, Fauci cannot win. But Dan Lyman is with me now, and, and he's covering other incredible news that's going on. But let me, let, me, let me start with this, Dan, because I know you're the same way, and this is why you do what you do. But, you know, I, I, I watch a lot of news, and, and I notice that a lot of people are finally, you know, two years or so behind InfoWars, but at least they're covering it. I'm not complaining. Good, they're covering it. But... There's this weird thing, Dan, that I notice where people just kind of cover this stuff just matter-of-factly, like it's inconsequential, no big deal, just everyday news, current events, just turn it on out, in and out, nothing nothing different. When do you think people in media or politicians or just the average American are going to realize the consequences of this stuff? They're going to realize the consequences of what Fauci has done, the consequences of stolen elections, the consequences of Biden and the geopolitical stage, that this isn't just normal current events and news, turn it in, turn it out. 
I mean, when when is that realization going to take place, do you think, Dan Lyman? Great question. I'm waiting for that moment. Uh, I think little by little, people are starting to figure things out. But what I'm noticing is still a, a severe amount of cognitive dissonance where people are they know that everything is wrong. They know that what they're being told is a lie. And yet they'll still go back to the trough of mainstream media BS that is fed to them and still be scared about case numbers and still be coerced into their booster and still be, you know, uh, talking about, you know, uh, the, that the rapid tests aren't being given out enough. There aren't enough t- tests available for Americans. And so th- they're caught between this place where their common sense and the bit of information they get from people like InfoWars or the folks over at Joe Rogan podcast, uh, th- they get that information. It contrasts with what they're bathed in all day long from the mainstream media but they cannot detach themselves from the propaganda and they will still go on and on about the propaganda even when they know that it's all lies. So what we are facing here, it really is like, you know, we're hearing this this term mass formation psychosis, which interestingly enough, I, I just actually got a chance to listen to McCulloch, uh, Dr. Peter McCulloch on, uh, on Joe Rogan, and he was actually talking about that on the podcast, but uh, nobody really latched on to it. But when Dr. Robert Malone spoke about it, that's when it really broke out into the mainstream. And of course, that's what we're seeing with the normies, with the NPCs. But we're also seeing that with um, with folks who understand what they're being told is lies, but they're still going along with the agenda. And, and it's like this whirlpool that's sucking in even really intelligent people, you know, our loved ones, our friends, our family who understand that this is BS, but they still are going along with so many aspects of this agenda. So uh, I don't know. I, you know, I, I've been in the U.S. now a few weeks and seeing a lot of friends and family and, and just uh, operating in normal society here. And uh, it's it's kind of disappointing in many ways. Yeah. And I was going to get to that next, but. I just don't even know how to explain it. I guess it's because they haven't been censored off the internet yet. They haven't been arrested yet and been a political prisoner yet. Uh, They haven't had to face the vaccine mandates yet. It's like, maybe they just, they're still viewing, they're still viewing through their own lens, the world around them. And it just, it hasn't come crashing down on them yet. So they don't realize the consequences or the reality of it, but they haven't seen the empty shelves. I mean, all this different stuff. Uh, Before we get in all the news that you're reporting on, and you've been putting out a lot of work since you have been back in the States. You are back in the States now. Uh, do you want to care to tell people about why you decided to come back and what that's been like for you? Sure, not a problem at all. I've been living in Europe for about the past six years or so, uh, living in Iceland and Switzerland and then traveling around the rest of Europe up until uh, covid uh, you know, really in basically every country at this point in Europe and have gotten to experience so much of it and really loved the experience and probably could have spent many more years there. But in the past couple of years with the situation that's been ongoing, uh, have found myself uh, increasingly disenfranchised with Europe. And in the final days uh, in my time in Switzerland, it was really becoming very hard to operate as a sane, decent human being there and just basically decided that, you know what, uh, at, at all costs, I'll be chasing freedom no, no matter where it leads me and, you know, blessed enough to have a, a U.S. passport in this moment because some of the freest places in the world are places like Florida and Texas right now. And, uh, you know, they're not perfect uh, by any means, but they're definitely an option at the moment. And uh, many other people would kill to have the option to go there. 
And I'll tell you, uh, in my final days in Switzerland, things got even crazier in the final moments there. And it made me really glad to leave. And since leaving, it has gotten even more crazy. And Europe is just headed down this really dark path right now, as the rest of the world is. But I think Americans do need to uh, realize that things are a lot worse in Europe right now. And uh, to be thankful that they at least have some options and to fight to preserve those options. Yeah, let's expand on that a little bit, because I was saying that, too, as 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 ridiculous as the covid situation has been in the United States and the levels of tyranny we've seen come along with it. I mean, still, though, all things considered, as pathetic as this is, the U.S. is still kind of leading the resistance as far as a major nation is concerned in standing up to the tyranny. I mean, it really is. I mean, yeah, if you're in Florida or Texas, you're pretty much not dealing with it at all. Um especially if you don't want to, then you just don't have to. But, you know, we look at it, if you're in New York or California, it's not a good situation. If you're in these other Democrat cities, it might not be a good situation. But I mean, all things considered, as pathetic as this sounds, I still think, you know what, maybe we should be proud of ourselves as Americans because we have held off. I would say, I would say we're like 50% of where the new world order wants us with this medical fascistic tyranny right now. So even though it's not good, we're still kind of resisting it more than more than most. No, absolutely. And, you know, I'll tell you, I've spent the last few weeks in New York, actually. And of course, it is worse off than Florida and Texas. But in comparison to even in Switzerland, it is a, a much easier place to navigate. I, of course, feel much more comfortable as an American being uh, on American soil. But, you know, in Switzerland, you can't just walk around a grocery store without a mask on. You'll, you will get thrown out. You will be approached by a manager. And then if you, re you refuse your manager's uh, requests or orders, the police will be called. I do the same thing here. I ignore these ridiculous mandates that have come down from the governor. And uh, if anyone approaches me, I tell them to pound sand. And yeah, actually, what do you alone. say? You mog them? Is that what it is? Yeah, you know, just uh, just intimidate them. They're going to try to intimidate me. I'll intimidate right back. And generally, it's someone who's, you know, not up for the uh, the battle. And if they are, uh, you know, I'm, I'm ready to stand my ground. And I've had to a few times in the past, uh, for sure. And uh, just just don't back down from these people. They're psychopaths. And most of them are total betas or just losers. Dan Lyman is with us, still writing for InfoWars Europe, but not there anymore. I'm actually glad to hear it. It's glad to have you back stateside, Dan. All right, let's get into the news you've been breaking lately, though. It's, uh, it's really a lot. Not to mention what the USA Today published just hours ago and deleted. Oh, my gosh. Three very important life-saving words. Vitamins, minerals, amino acids. And you find them all in vitamin mineral fusion. All the essential vitamins all the essential minerals from really good, high-quality, absorbable sources, and a bunch of key compounds, amino acids, known to help get the nutrients into your tissues, into your cells. And despite the fact that the product is going to sell out in the next week or so, we are going to keep it on sale at 50% off for another seven days. So again, I am cutting this announcement on the afternoon of January 6th, 20. 22. We're going to run this for a week, and then we are going to be selling out of this product. Hopefully more comes in in the next month or so because it's a bestseller, and it's something everybody needs for their immune system and their body. Get your vitamin mineral fusion now and support the InfoWar 360 win at InfoWarsStore.com. Christmas 2021 is gone. It's in the rearview mirror. 
but you can still take advantage of Christmas prices going to the new year at InfoWarsStore.com. On two of our best-selling products, now finally back in stock, we have the number one bestseller of all time, X2, the deep earth crystal iodine that is essential for all your body's activities, electrochemical functions of the cells, the mitochondria, your immune system. It is back in stock. X2 is 50% off at InfoWarsStore.com. And right in time for the deepest part of winter, we have Winter Sun back in stock, the highest quality vitamin D3 for your immune system. And again, your whole body is back in stock, ready to ship to you right now at InfoWarsStore.com. So it's a 360 win. It keeps us on air, and it also makes your life so much healthier and better. So get your supply up to date at InfoWarsStore.com right now. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. Dan Lyman with me here on the InfoWars War Room, brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. Dan, a great follow for news you're not going to see anywhere else. And Dan, you were the first one that I saw noticed what the USA Today published this morning. Now, I don't know if you're aware, but they have since deleted this tweet. This is an actual tweet from the verified USA Today Life Twitter account. When most of the public thinks of pedophilia, they assume it's synonymous with child sexual abuse. A pedophile is an adult who is sexually attracted to children, but not all pedophiles abuse kids, and some people who sexually abuse kids are not pedophiles. Verified tweet, USA Today Live. They've since deleted this tweet. Uh, Dan, (laughs) your comments. Wow, you know... This stuff has been creeping into the mainstream for a while. We've been talking about this. You know, Salon magazine was was publishing articles about this kind of stuff. Basically, pedophilia apologism and basically uh, grooming the general public to accept it as being uh, part of, you know, part of normal society. You know, if this isn't an indicator as to how far society has fallen, then I don't know what is. And now we're going into, you know, what is quote unquote, one of the most respected publications in mainstream media, been around a long time, and they are now uh, espouting the same talking points that pedophilia is not so bad as long as you don't act on it. I mean, I said these people belong in Arctic labor camps for putting out this propaganda, and I mean it. Yeah, it's just, it's it's unbelievable, and it, it should make people wonder, why would you even think something like that? let alone publish something like that, and and here they are doing it publicly. Um, But let's move on to other such things. Uh, You are still covering news that's developing in Europe. What is this trend we're seeing in France where people are grabbing elderly French people on the streets when they're driving their vehicles and trying to drag them along the road? What's going on with that? Yeah, I just came across this last night. You know, migrants... 
have a have a way of abusing the native population in ways that I think you know people who aren't paying attention to this stuff they were they're really shocked by. I had to give a presentation actually to a group that focuses specifically on immigration a couple of years ago about the situation that's going on in Europe, and even people who are immersed in the topic who understand you know very well what's going on in the United States, they were so shocked at some of the things that I discussed in that presentation, and uh, and it didn't even touch. You know, some something like this in many ways, you know, aside from the horrible crimes committed against women and these horrible murders that have been going on for many years, this new game apparently that's going on in France is really it's on the next level. And apparently uh, from what I've seen, it's becoming like a, a fad on social media with uh, with migrants there or people of migrant descent from Africa or the Middle East where they're driving up alongside old people who are perceived, of course, to be native Europeans and grabbing them and driving the car increasingly faster until the older person can no longer keep up with the car and uh, falling at a, at a very high rate of speed. And the migrants or whoever they are, definitely not native French, uh, are, are laughing and, and making fun of the entire situation. You know, it's just it's another incredibly disturbing trend uh, that is probably happening more than we would even uh, know there. And it's just one of many different things that these people who totally disrespect and, and laugh at the native populations that, that fork over massive amounts of tax money to support them are, are, are doing. It's like all these different variations of the knockout game that migrants are, are creating in Europe to, to do harm and, and I guess some, some enjoyment for themselves. To Europeans. Uh, Dan, what can you tell us about the European Parliament President David Sassoli, who died, I guess it was yesterday they announced his death? Uh, what, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, you know, that story just broke last night, and I haven't ha got a lot of information about it, but apparently a couple of weeks ago he was hospitalized with an immune system uh, immune system disorder, and uh, that wasn't really ex explained too well. They said it was severe pneumonia, and he spent a couple of weeks in vaccine. hospital. Vaccine! <coughs> Excuse <died>. me. Vaccine! <coughs> Sorry. Sorry, I just coughed you know, again. My bad. Yeah, there are so many high-profile people that are just dropping dead. Uh, I believe Bob Saget was actually 65, if I'm not mistaken, as well, which is interesting. But, you know, uh, let's say people who may not be uh, in the kind of condition to survive the attack on the on the immune system that uh, perhaps these jabs are hitting them with, where you see a lot of soccer players, uh, of course, are dying now across the world and in Europe, and and a lot of them are younger, so they're you know going through a, a major physical exertion, and and it's catching up with them on the field, and then you have a lot of these people who might be a bit older who are just suddenly dropping dead of uh, strange causes, and uh, I, I think we're only just beginning to see just you know how this is going to play out and many people don't want to talk about it and those of us who at least want to raise the issue and say hey you know are we starting to see a pattern here we're of course demonized as conspiracy theorists and insensitive but you know i i think we're doing the sensitive thing and trying to say hey maybe we shouldn't all be just lining up for jab after jab every three months by the way I, i'm curious because you know soccer is obviously a much bigger thing in 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 europe than it is here in America. I mean, it's kind of like what the NFL would be in America is, is professional soccer in Europe. Hundreds of soccer players dead, heart failure. We see them having seizures, heart attacks on the field. There's never been anything seen like this in professional sports history. Uh, people, professional soccer in Europe has been going on for, for more than 100 years. Never been anything like this. 
Is it even making the news in Europe? I mean, I know that you, you've departed from there, but it's been going on for, for a long enough time. Is it even a big story in Europe? Yeah, you know, uh, to the la- your latter point, of course, I'll clarify for many of our, our viewers and readers. They say, oh, how can you cover European news from, you know, if you're leaving Europe? Uh, there's plenty of ways to be covering European news. And I think they'd be surprised how many people who are covering European news are not in Europe or covering, uh, you know, news in one country or, or in another. We've retained all of our networks there, all the connections that I've built over the years there. And we're, of course, monitoring a lot of foreign language media, which is a lot of what we do at InfoWars Europe is bring uh, media from a foreign language into English. And that is kind of a, a, a very revolutionary thing that we're doing in many ways. And also, of course, the Watson brothers are over in Europe. And uh, I do anticipate that if things ever go back to any semblance of normalcy, which I'm not optimistic about, but if they do, uh, I'll probably find myself back over there. But for now, we're still putting out the same great content at InfoWars Europe, of course, on a daily basis. But uh, in terms of this stuff, I mean, it does. But of course, the media will always work so hard immediately to dispel any rumors that it might be vaccine related, but anybody who's using their brain, anybody who's paying attention to soccer uh, with a close eye, as many people in Europe do, is gonna start seeing the pattern, and I think they are. So this whole thing, there's only so long the mainstream media can pretend it's not correlated or that it's not happening at all. Yeah, and I mean, when the numbers are in the hundreds of just one professional sport, that's not even talking about rugby or cricket where we've had the same issues. Um, and you know, it hasn't been as bad in America. My theory is the American athletes aren't taking the vaccine. In fact, I don't want to say too much. It'll probably come out someday, but most of these athletes, their doctors are just squirting the vaccine into the garbage or squirting the vaccine into a sink and flushing it and telling them they got vaccinated. Cause you know, they know what's going on too. Uh, some athletes have been caught doing that. They don't make a big story about it. Uh, but Hey, you got to protect Big Pharma. That's the name of the game. Big Pharma pays the bills, so you protect them at all costs. All right, Dan Lyman is with us here. Uh, Dan, I want to talk about the developments in Kazakhstan coming up to get uh, your take on that. I am recording this announcement on the afternoon of January 6, 2022. And that means there are only seven days left of us being able to offer our best-selling product, Vitamin Mineral Fusion, at 50% off. It has all the vitamins, all the minerals, incredible amino acids. It is a game changer for your immune system and every other function in your body, and it's a must-have. That's why, despite the fact that it's selling out at current sales rates, we're going to keep it on sale for another seven days. So we're running this until next Thursday, and your purchase supports the broadcast. I want to thank you all for shopping with InfoWars. Without you, we would not have been on air, and the world would be a much worse position right now than it's in. Thanks to you supporting InfoWars, we have now become the number one beacon of truth, exposing the Great Reset and the New World Order. So support your immune system and support free speech and the fight for liberty at the same time at InfoWarsStore.com. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. Trigger warning. This broadcast contains subject matter that might trigger liberal snowflakes. It's the War Room with Owen Schroyer. Share this message right now at band.video. Ah, yes. Don Ly- uh, Dan Lyman knows how to slonk eggs. If you're not slonking eggs, what are you doing anyway? 
Dan Lyman with us from InfoWars Europe. But now he'll be covering it from stateside, which uh, we're glad to have you back, Dan. I know it was getting real rough over there in Europe. Uh, so there's been a major development in Kazakhstan, and we don't have to get into the uh, the details of this, Dan, but I, I kind of want to put the, the, the larger picture on the table here because I, I shouldn't be so stunned, but I am stunned at the lack of awareness that the American media has about what's happening in Kazakhstan. So basically, there's an uprising in Kazakhstan. The people overthrow the government, essentially, is what happens. They overthrow the government. They shut down the airport, apparently steal airplanes. Uh, dozens of deaths. Now, the the so-called leaders of that uprising have been charged with treason. Some of them have now been reported dead. The the number one so-called leader of it, his name is Masimov. He's a top Biden business associate. Folks may remember when Tony Bobulinski did the interview with Fox News, he said that the Bidens did deals in Kazakhstan. Well, their their partner there was Masimov, who's been charged with treason now. So is this a CIA front, but it's all gone bad because Biden's in control and he's inept? What's going on? So Russia comes in, pretty much takes care of the situation with 3,000 troops. Now China is saying they'll help in the Kazakhstan situation as well. So I guess I guess here, here's where I'd like to hear from you. Why do you think, why do you think the American media hasn't realized that the United States is no longer a player on the field when it comes to geopolitics and the void is being filled by Russia, the void is being filled by China and anyone else who wants to step up. I, I assume Saudi Arabia or the UAE will be next. I mean, with Biden in the White House, the U.S. isn't even on the field anymore, which I'm actually OK, fine. We're not going to be interventionists. We're not going to get in foreign entanglements. Maybe we'll stop spending trillions of dollars overseas. Maybe stop with all the proxy wars. That's probably a good thing. But I, I don't think people are aware at just what a joke Biden is on the world stage and how no foreign power or country or, or leader of a country takes the U.S. seriously anymore. Right. I think we're there's a toxic brew now that we're facing here in the United States government where they're going to keep perpetuating the agenda that, that that's been in place for, of course, decades. The State Department is going to keep uh you know, perpetuating this this foreign policy that that costs us unbelievable amounts of money and lives. But then at the same time, they're totally woke to use a totally abused phrase. And uh, and I think at this point you have massive ineptitude carrying out this totally corrupt agenda. And so in many ways, it's it's not necessarily going to be as potent. And you have much more serious governments at this point, I think, in Russia and China that are going to keep doing what they're doing, but they're, they're, they're going to have a lot more success right now. Now, what's going on in Kazakhstan, I'm not going to pretend to understand it uh, fully because it's really complicated. And I'll be honest, I haven't studied it a ton. I've been in this big transition back to the U.S. But I will give the, the viewers two data points. If I'm not mistaken, Kazakhstan is one of, if not the biggest producer of uranium in the world. The last I saw, it's something like 35% of the world's uranium is, uh, is, is produced in, in Kazakhstan. And also, a few months ago, China actually banned the mining and, and in many ways just, uh, just dealing in Bitcoin. But the big thing was the mining. And more than 50%, I believe, at that time of the mining was happening in China. And those miners had to figure out solutions very quickly. And many of them moved into Kazakhstan. And if I'm not mistaken, it's something like 18 to 20 percent of the world's Bitcoin mining has been going on now in Kazakhstan. That's a kind of a recent development. I think we should 
keep both of those things in the back of our minds when we look at major players like China and Russia moving in on, on Kazakhstan. And we can say, you know, whatever the corporate media is telling us about what's going on, they're trying to tell us this was about fuel prices or something like that, which of course are frustrating, but maybe not uh, to the extent that they're being dealt with right now. There's much bigger issues at hand and much more happening behind the scenes. Keep those data points in your mind and look for more that could maybe explain what's going on on the ground there. Well, and I think another another interesting development is that normally, I mean, and, and we don't we don't know this yet. We can only go off history and, and the current developments. But normally, if the U.S. is going to be operating a proxy war or color revolution from the shadows, as it's been known to do, they're going to find a way to come out of that victorious. But with Biden in charge here, that's no longer an option. Biden can't have a victory anywhere. He doesn't even know what's going on. The military is a complete joke. They're too busy trying to figure out where to put dildos than how to win wars. There were new new developments that came out today on Mark Milley, how he intentionally undermined Trump and even bragged about it, not giving him critical information. That should be investigated. So again, I'm glad that we're hopefully not going to be involved in foreign entanglements anymore, even if that's because our leadership is inept. It's probably a good thing we're not spending treasure and blood in the sand in the Middle East anymore. But I don't think people really realize that what, what's happening here is a shift of the global power structure where it's like if the U.S., which normally dominates the Olympics, is no longer even competing. So it's like the U.S. goes from 200 Olympic medals every Olympics to now zero because they're not even on the field. And so Russia and China have figured this out. They figured it out. U.S. has no leadership. U.S. has no military leadership. And now they're going to do whatever they want in these regions. And the U.S. is going to be left out. And, and one of these days it's going to affect us and we're going to look up and be like, whoa, what happened? Kind of like, you know, Biden wakes up every morning and says, where the hell am I? So to me, it's a more of a story of the power structure is changing. And because of Biden's inept leadership, the U.S. is, is, is slowly losing power on the world scale. No, that, I think that's all part of the agenda. I think the internationalists, basically what they're doing is is mining, harvesting the, the United States for every last dollar that it can, every last scrap of, of power that it can. But it would gladly see power shifted over to the Chinese. And I think this is kind of the end game here. So allowing the Chinese to do whatever they want in other parts of the world has been their agenda for decades. They're totally fine with that. And uh, for all of the, the propaganda that is, you know, perpetrated against Russia, I'm not defending that that regime and certainly not uh, not in favor of it. Uh, but but I don't think that they're really that opposed to Russia having their way in many ways in the region as well. And uh, so I think that uh, the situation in Kazakhstan, I would just be happy if we if we stay out of it. Uh, we'll see. But uh, at the same time, it kind of stinks of some bizarro CIA cover re re uh, revolution gone wrong there at the moment. Uh, we'll just see how it all plays out. And what I'm afraid of is that Putin has had enough of the U.S. meddling in the Middle East, toying with his allies in Syria. And China just looks at it saying, well, if the U.S. is in a weakened state right now with Biden, we might as well move in and fill that void. And so I see an ally forming between China and Russia, which is going to hurt the U.S. overall on the world stage, which, hey, if we had leaders that wanted to empower us domestically, it'd be one thing. But we don't. We're dependent on China. We're dependent on the world market. And we're not doing anything about that. So it is going to hurt us. What, 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 I, what I think is going to happen, though, or is, is currently happening, is that all the blackmail that China and Russia and Kazakhstan has on the Bidens is now coming home to roost. 
And so if this was sort of some sort of a CIA proxy war, you know, Soros color revolution type thing that, that they lost, this isn't going to be the U.S. going in, taking over the poppy fields, taking over the uranium fields. Those days are done. Again, Mark Milley's too busy putting makeup on, putting red high heels on the military. Joe Biden is pooping his pants, you know, taking a vacation every weekend. So, so this is now the U.S. not even on the field. And it's a situation now where this guy in the Kazakhstan, Biden's business partner, that got arrested for treason. If they start to say, hey, look, yeah, the U.S. was running this. The U.S. was running this, this biological weapons lab. The U.S. ran the, the, the revolution. Russia and China are going to say, hmm, OK, hey, Biden, we know that you were running this. Hey, U.S., we know that you were running this. We won't let that get out as long as you play our game. I think that's what's going on here. No, absolutely. We have a totally degenerate ruling class who is obsessed with the most bizarre, heinous uh, subjects right now. And and I think that they, they really are, for, for all their intentions that they want to rule the world, they, they are not equipped to do so. And their minds are in other places. And the Chinese and Russia will be, the Chinese and Russians will be happy to go up there and to go to Kazakhstan and seize as much uranium as they'd like. And I'm not advocating for us to get involved there, but we probably could have a better strategy than the one we have right now. All right, Dan Lyman is with us backstage side. Let's do one more segment with Dan on the other side of this break. Uh, just so much news breaking today, including Fauci getting caught at multiple angles with funding the Wuhan lab. Three very important life-saving words. Vitamins, minerals, amino acids. And you find them all in vitamin, mineral, fusion. All the essential vitamins, all the essential minerals from really good, high-quality, absorbable sources, and a bunch of key compounds, amino acids, known to help get the nutrients into your tissues, into your cells. And despite the fact that the product is going to sell out in the next week or so, we are going to keep it on sale at 50% off for another seven days. So again, I am cutting this announcement on the afternoon of January 6, 2022. We're going to run this for a week, and then we are going to be selling out of this product. Hopefully more comes in in the next month or so because it's a bestseller, and it's something everybody needs for their immune system and their body. Get your vitamin mineral fusion now and support the InfoWar 360 win at InfoWarStore.com. I don't like coming to you and saying this could be our last broadcast. Hell, I've been on there 27 years, and only the last year or so have I said that. But let me tell you, the new world order is breathing down our neck. The big globalist publications are coming after us, and they're doing everything they can to shut us down. So please pray to keep InfoWars on the air, and please support the local station you're listening to as well. At the same time, go to InfoWarsStore.com while you still can, and get a book, get a film, get a t-shirt, get some supplements, because it's that money that helps us stay on air in the face of this thing. I need your help more than ever now. I want to keep fighting the globalists, but I can't do it if you don't support us. So pray for us, word of mouth, tell folks about the broadcast however you can, and buy great products that will enrich you and your family's lives every day at InfoWarsStore.com. Whether it's high-quality coffee or supplements or books or films, all of it nurtures the soul, all of it empowers humanity, all of it is pro-human and pro-God. Thank you so much. Infowars.com forward slash show. All right, final segment with Dan Lyman here. 
You know, Dan, I've actually been waiting to bring this up on the air. I just think it's a good topic for discussion. I think you'd be a good person to discuss it with, because uh, I believe we were both born in the year 89. Were you born in 1989? Is that right? No. I have you beat by a few years. You're a little older, older than me, huh? But we are class of 2016, though. That's all that matters. That's true. Either way, though, I know you'll be able to re- relate to this. Uh, Melissa Chen, she's a conservative commentator. She posted this on Twitter uh, about a week ago now, and I've just kind of been putting off this. But I, I think there's a discussion here. Here's the tweet. Sometimes I wonder if the culture has just stopped, frozen and stunted in development. The 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s all had unique styles and personalities, innovative vibes with distinctive charm. These past 20 years seem like one blurry, long chunk of utter garbage. I, 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 I mean, born in 89, I obviously only remember the 90s, but I do remember the 90s. I remember the, the feeling of the 90s. I remember the vibes. I, I remember the aesthetics. And I think that she's right. There hasn't really been a decade that has a vibe or, or, or a frequency or something unique that separates it from the rest since the 90s. Uh, you know, is it the Internet? Is it is it the, the left overtaking culture? I mean, do you agree with this notion and where would you uh, how would you how would you try to rationalize it? Well, that that tweet, I saw that actually, and it hit me right in the feels. I totally agree. I've had this this uh, same sentiment for a while now. And, you know, not to sound like a snob, but having been in, in Europe for so many years now, I think this dates way, way back beyond the 50s is that there's something to be said for uh, things that have been created by prior generations. And you can see things, of course, there that date back a thousand years, if you want. And um, and there's something about it that just rings in your soul when you when you see it and you see the craftsmanship that went into it. You know, things like the Colosseum or the Parthenon or, you know, the, the things that you can find in places like Iceland. You know, I've, I've spent time, a lot of time there living there and the things that were built many, many hundreds of years ago, um, even when they're rustic and they're, they're very uh, sparse, they still, there's something about them that just hits you a certain way, the way that a stone wall that's four or five hundred, six hundred years old, you know, and you go to a town in Estonia, it's one of the most beautiful cities, capital cities in all of Europe. And it's just this totally ancient city where just a tiny bit of modernity has been worked into the architecture. There's something to be said for it. And, you know, you look around now, everything, especially in the United States, I have to say, is so ugly. Uh, the way that people dress is ugly. The way that the the buildings look is ugly. The way that things are maintained is ugly. There's very little pride uh, in in appearances or or what is being constructed these days. The way that schools look, the way that government buildings look, the way that corporate oh, oh buildings let me just look. pause it right there because this is actually an important thing that people don't realize. Uh, I don't know when it was, but about ten years or so ago, I remember this. They started taking blueprints and schematics from jails and then designing schools with the exact same blueprints that they use for jails. And this has happened in public schools around America. Absolutely. And this isn't normal. I mean, you go to other countries, it doesn't schools don't look like that in Switzerland. Maybe the maybe the occasional one, but government buildings and and schools, they're they're generally they're beautiful and they're meant to be because they're places that people are not going to be necessarily to have their their psyches and their morale driven into the ground, but that's not the same way in the United States and you know, 
I think, you know, I, I've noticed that the that the aesthetic in the United States has been going down, down, down for, you know, a couple decades now. But I have to say in the last couple of years with everyone spending time at home and hidden behind a mask, it is so bad. And I'm walking around, you know, in middle class New York and I'm seeing people at the grocery store in their their bath slippers and they're they look like they just rolled out of bed at 9 p.m. at night to, to go shopping and they do not care at all how they look. And that's very standard. I mean, it's just the way that people look right now. No one has any pride in their in the way they dress. If you've been in a U.S. airport any time in the last couple of years, uh, you've seen how people look when they're when they're going around to travel. And not too long ago, people traveled in suits and dresses, and that's the way they went. And I'm not saying that they have to do that, but at least a little bit of pride in your appearance it goes a long way. And I think that that really is such an indictment of the condition of the American culture at this point. You know. And- and I think that that's a great place to kind of examine when you talk about airline travel. And it used to be traditional. You're going to put on your jacket and tie, you know, you're, you're, whether you're a kid or an adult or you're going to, you know, you're going to put on a dress or you're going to look nice if you're a woman. Well, what happened to that? Well, I think part of the reason for that is, well, now I have to strip naked if I want to go get on a plane. So why would I wear, you know, stuff that I just have to take off that's a pain to put on again, like belts and shoes and everything? But to me, it's not about that one. It's just that's just one application of how this this conquering of our culture, the name of political correctness or the police state or the security state or the everyone's a suspect state. You know, I think that that's really what it is. And it kind of all happened after 9-11, which would make sense getting back to the original uh, opening of the segment. 9-11 happened and then political correctness came in and the police state came in and the everyone's a suspect came in and we kind of lost that identity. We kind of lost that culture. And then there was this, I don't even know what the word would be, but just this this blend where you used to have athletes or celebrities or comedians or rock stars or whatever. Everyone had their own identity. Everybody had their own flavor. Everybody had their own unique twist. Not anymore. Everyone's the same. Everyone's got a curtail to the liberal political correctness establishment. And if you don't, you just get ostracized. So, so I think that that's really what it is, is it's the political correctness. It's the wussification of America. It's the, oh, everyone's a suspect now, which just enhances the political correctness. So there's no identity. So I guess that's why we're lacking generational or, or, or identity per decades is because political correctness and censorship and everyone's a suspect has just whitewashed everything into you better be cut and square just like everyone else or you're going to be looked at like you're weird or you're going to be ostracized. Absolutely. And, you know, I think you're really starting to unravel the thread here. We could probably talk about this for hours, but this is the homogenization of society. And that's everyone just starting to look the same. And that's being exported all around the world. You go around the world and you see the exact same type of uh, uh, apparel and just people kind of conducting themselves in the same way with a very low regard for what other people think of them or how they look. Um, and that's that's the this way you know, it's being exported across Europe. I've been in some of the the lesser areas of Europe, for instance, Georgia. And, you know, you see a lot of that there. They've, they've latched on to this exportation of the American culture and the American look. It's the same way in the, in the wealthier parts of the Middle East. And, you know, I, I, j- that just made me uh, think of something else, too. I had to go shop for a car recently because, of course, I'm just back in the U.S. without a car. And basically every car looks the exact same. Like if you want a certain type of car, you want a 
maybe a small SUV. They all look the exact same. It doesn't matter what you know what make uh, make, uh, make you look for. Uh, uh, it could be Toyota or you know it could be Volkswagen or or Cadillac. They're all putting out very similar fare. And uh, so there's the homogenization of the options now. And, you know, right now I'm, I'm trying to find different items that I need to kind of get started back in the States again. Everything's made in China. Everything looks the exact same. Um, and, and it's just this this uh, culture of not creating anything beautiful. Things are all built. You know, a lot of these cars now, even BMWs are being built in Mexico um, it's hard to even find a, a truly American-made car. Um, I went with one made in Japan. So, you know, I said, all right, at least the, the Japanese are still making a couple of cars over there. But, you know, it's just this general vibe where nothing is particularly beautiful. Everything looks kind of the same. Everyone looks kind of the same. And every day that goes by, the, the quality degrades and the appearance degrades as well. Yeah, like where are the architects that want to make something that stands out and has centuries of beauty it's like where, where does that even happen anymore oh no they build diversity bridges in florida that fall apart within a year and 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 kill people but it's a diversity bridge so i guess it's great i mean talk about symbolism but that's why it's so refreshing you know when you see athletes like aaron Rodgers go against the grain or jonathan isaac stand when everybody else kneels it's like it's so refreshing like Hey, somebody's somebody's going against the grain. Somebody's unique. Somebody has a personality. Wow, that's nice to see. Yeah, and it really is. And the unfortunate thing is right now we're so overwhelmed, but I do encourage all of our listeners and viewers, you know, I saw I know so many of them would be individualists themselves to stand strong, to, you know, be classy about it, you know, no, no reason to be over the top, but, you know, stand your ground and be an individual and stand out from this crowd because the pendulum will come back the other way someday. And we, those of us who are willing to, uh, to stand out, uh, proudly and without any shame at all, will be remembered favorably just as this photo shows. Yeah. Be, be that guy. All right. Dan Lyman back in the stage. When you get to Texas, you got to let us know. We got to have a cold beverage together. Uh, and Dan, just let people know where they can follow your work. You mean a cold glass of eggs, of course. Uh, we Europe will slunk eggs, yes. <laughs> EuropeWars.com, BorderHawk.News, and uh, Real Dan Lyman on Twitter. We'll, we'll toss some iron around, too. Let's go ahead and take another call. Let's talk to Malcolm in Tennessee. Welcome. Hello, Alex. Yes, Malcolm. All right, I'm going to make this quick and real short where the other Patriots can get on the line. Uh, Alex, I have to promote one thing from one of your co-hosts, Owen Troyer. Super male vitality and brain force plus. Mix those two together, you're an unstoppable tank. Super male vitality really, really works. It's cold-pressed herbs and natural compounds that have never been heated up. And so it has a dramatic effect compared to powdered versions that also work quite well but just aren't as strong. This is like a very fine wine. It's it's, it's it, In fact, each batch is different. Sometimes it's super strong, sometimes it's just okay. People are like, why are you selling something and admitting sometimes the batch isn't as strong? That's just how it is. It's how it works. Uh, so it's always good. It's just sometimes it's like super strong. But yeah, if you want the Rolls Royce at a decent price, then this is it. 